Hello, and welcome to Dear Grim. I'm Basil Carla, and I'm here with my co-host, Sarah Jessica Parker from Hocus Pocus. <laughs> How are you, Sarah Jessica Parker from Hocus Pocus? I'm doing very well, thank you. How was the making of Hocus Pocus? Well, it was a lot of fun. You know, a lot of people don't remember that you were in that film. Uh, well, a lot of people are big dummies. That's fair. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go into our topic today? How are you doing today? I guess we should go into. Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you doing today? I'm good. My seat's a little rickety today. It is rickety. <laughs> Feel a little unstable. You should get a normal chair. You know, I had a chair in middle school that I've never forgotten. Again, Basil Carlo. I might mix this up because I've there's I've never a... heard of Basil Carlo. He's in that movie that we literally just saw. I might mix this up because there's a Batman character named Basil Karloff. And I can't remember which is the real one. I thought Boris Karloff. Oh, you're so was right. In the movie we Basil just saw. Basil Carlo is the Batman character. He's Clayface. Oh, who is an actor? Fantastic character, by the way, Clayface. If you watch the Harley Quinn show we talked about. So you were trying to say that you're. I was Boris trying to Karloff. say Boris Karloff, yes, but I said Basil <laughs> Carlo. I stand by it. Clayface is super fun. I'm on board with him. That's funny. Okay. Anyway. Um, I had a chair in middle school in a social studies class that had three legs inexplicably. And I've never forgot. It's one of those random facts that was I've it just a never stool? forgotten. No, it was a chair. Was it supposed to have four legs? Yes. Where was the fourth leg? I don't know. Did you fall down all the time? No, it was a metal chair. And the third leg was in the front middle. And it didn't tip for some Like, I don't know what it was about that chair. So it was supposed to be a three-legged chair. Yeah, I guess it was supposed to be a three-legged chair. When you say it like that, yes, it was supposed to be three-legged. In my that head, I just real weird. imagine it as a, as a... Everyone else had a four-legged chair. What was the deal with that? Well, the two legs were still in the back. Yes. I suppose they'd have to be because, you know, if you want to lean back... I know they don't want you to do that, but they can't have you dying mm -hmm. just because sure. you tried. Yeah. That is weird. Basil Carlo, Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff is the real one. Yeah, Boris Karloff is the real one. Man, it's I crazy that the Batman people just did that to me right there. <laughs> uh, well, Basil Carlo being an actor yeah, it's hilarious. is a very serious theologian. He would is, probably be yeah. very flattered. He's just, he, that he is that character. With Basil with Boris Karloff. Yeah, it's just the same thing. Man. I was too young when I read about Clayface and that, that now they're just like together in my brain forever. Boris Karloff, famous for playing a lot of movie monsters. That was the theme of that intro. Wait, Basil. Boris Karloff. Boris Karloff is the real one. No, but. Yeah. <laughs> so the Basil person. Yes. Is he, did he act Clayface's voice in a video game or something? Or is that the character's, That's the character's real name. name? Character's real name. And There's... his his villain name is Clayface. If anyone is a big Batman fan. There have been like four different clay faces, but the original one was Basil Carlo or Boris Karloff. No. <laughs> Basil Carlo, uh, <laughs> who was a silent film actor, I want to say, whose career uh, fell flat when movies became talkies. Uh -huh. I might be getting some details wrong here. Uh, and he probably like fell into a vat of acid or something and yeah, became Clayface who can transform his appearance into anything. And also he's a big clay monster. But on the Harley Quinn show, I don't think they actually say his name at any point, but he's just this very over the top theater character. Theologian. Yeah. Theologian. I don't know. Pretty sure that has to do with religion. Oh, you're right. 
We are off to a great start here. I haven't even had anything to drink or anything today. I have had several things to drink. That's good. Let's say what we're drinking. Uh, what did you make me here? Okay, so I made Adam um, just a, a whiskey sour, but an autumnal one because instead of simple, it was maple syrup. Mm -hmm. And then it was um, apple whiskey. Yeah, and then I drank that. Yeah, and so then I made him another one, but we were out of apple whiskey because I used the rest of it. So it's the same thing, but this time just with white rum. <laughs> And I am drinking, well, I haven't started yet because it's still very hot, but I am drinking some of the cha-cha tea that you and your partner made me, Graham. I'm always a little hesitant to use people's names besides Graham. That's I'm sure fine. that I've used them in the past, but you we know. We have had Graham's partner on the podcast oh, you're right. many times. Yeah, what a good point. Thank you, Graham and Rachel both. I get the feeling <sighs> Rachel spearheaded this too. Well, anyway, it's, it's very delicious and I enjoy it immensely and I'm going to be drinking it as soon as it's cool enough. Okay, well... So let's, let's talk about uh, what we're here to talk about. Yeah, so um, we started out planning for this to be a classic movie and classic cocktail in which I was going to drink a gin fizz. Yeah. And we started watching our classic movie. Which was, was The it? Mummy, 1932. Uh, the 1932 Mummy. Yeah. Uh, the 1999 one, of course, Brendan Fraser. That's a classic. Right. Uh, for anyone who wants to hear about that film, I recommend the podcast Fraising the Bar. Woo! Which really? Is, which is a spinoff of Do Go On. My gosh. Uh, but you have That's to, fun. I think, be subscribed to their Patreon for it, and I oh, am not. So darn. I might, I don't know if they've gotten to that one, but I might subscribe just to hear their thoughts on that film. Yeah, plus you like their work. And You'd also like I love them. the career of Brendan Fraser. But he wasn't in this movie. And no, so he's this not, movie because it less... came out in 1932. Right. This movie was less a classic movie than just an old movie. I think it's a classic film. Is it a classic film? I would probably say it's a classic. It's it's one of those early movies that starts the horror genre. Mm -hmm. At least the popular horror genre. Like yeah. I'm sure there were, you know, people in like back alleys making actually terrifying stuff. Mm -hmm. This movie is not terrifying. And we got it from what? Like Peacock or something? Peacock, which is the new NBC streaming service uh, that... I think is stupid. Yeah, we don't like the streaming service at all, but it was said like it had an age recommendation and it was nine and up. This yes. movie is more funny than scary. Yeah. So that seemed about right for me. Yeah. So we start to watch this movie and Boris Karloff plays the mummy and it spans a number of years with people discovering, white people discovering things in mm -hmm. Egypt. Um, yes. And I don't even know how much of this, you want to synopsize what? It yeah, was? we don't need to. Yeah, okay. So basically, it's your classic uh, white explorers in Egypt are digging up graves and, you know, finding treasures and then trying to take them back to England because they're trying to get rich and make a name for themselves mm -hmm. at the expense of the uh, indigenous peoples of Egypt. Yeah, and there's a thing about how actual Egyptians are not permitted to dig up the graves of their ancestors. So I the white people yeah. have to do it? Yeah, it doesn't feel right. No. Maybe it's just because digging up graves isn't very nice. It, yeah, it's really, it's, yeah. Yeah. But uh, the first scene in this movie, I think, is actually good. Yeah. And the entire rest of the film is hot garbage. Well, we only made it through about, what, 20 minutes? Yeah, we got to blackface and minutes? we checked out of there. Yeah, we stopped right there. You want to talk about the first scene? What you like? Yeah, about let's it? talk about the first scene. Um, So... The first scene, it, they do a lot of it. So it's um, there's a mummy. The mummy has already the the sarcophagus has mm -hmm. already been opened in the background history degree. Putting that to use, yeah, that's good. Uh, the Did you learn about mummies with your history degree? I took 
No. I did in the fourth grade. <laughs> I mean, no, I didn't learn about them in college uh, because shame. I mostly studied American history. Um, yeah, not and a lot of I was required to take a couple world history classes, um, which large... was just history of China, which was way too much. It was way too much. I, I retained nothing because uh, of the sheer amount of years that we covered. Yeah. Um, I can talk a little bit about some dynasties and I can fake it a little bit, but that's about it. Uh -huh. And history of the modern Middle East, which covered well, that's interesting. the last 2,500 years. Modern. Yeah. History classes. So post-Jesus. Yeah, post-Jesus pretty much. Yeah. And a little bit pre. A little bit pre, but not so much. It was mm -hmm. only pre and setting up post. Um, interesting. But... Uh, yeah, that was pretty much it. So thanks, Duquesne, for giving me a well-rounded education. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I got some other things. So they've already opened up the sarcophagus. <laughs> I'll keep them myself, though. Feel free uh, to message me any of my personal acquaintances if you want to know my feelings on Duquesne University of the Holy Spirit, but I shan't say them here. Praise be. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> ah, under his eye. <laughs> <laughs> We're on fire today. We are. It's thundering too. The Lord is raining down his fury upon us. Yes. Boy, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um the first scene, the the sarcophagus is already open. Um you can see uh Boris Karloff as the mummy in the background with really good makeup. Yeah. Like his makeup to make him look kind of decomposed is good it's not um, as good for the rest it's not as good for the rest of the film no i'm not sure what they're doing there well it's probably just because he had to move around and talk yeah, and stuff in the first one all he had to do was open his eyes terrifyingly yeah. slowly he did such a good job he does he's honestly he's not bad mm -hmm. i have nothing against him in mm -hmm. this performance um but anyway uh so he's just like standing still in the background and you've got some um archaeologists mm -hmm. uh who are talking about digging up treasure and finding treasure and all kinds of stuff. And um, one of them realizes that there's a curse. If they open up a particular box, there's a curse. Mm -hmm. This is all very similar to the 1999 plot, but it doesn't have the joie de vivre of, <laughs> of that film. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of like silence and like the camera panning around the whole room. And like, there's just like some tension and interesting cinematography, particularly yeah, for 1930. Absolutely. Yeah. It's really interesting stuff. And then, um, one guy can't help himself and he opens up the box that is cursed. Um, and the mummy wakes up and he goes insane. And yeah. that's, you know, all like, honestly, if this was a short film and that was the only thing, yeah, I think I'd be, be way more interested. It would be scary. Yeah. And the rest of the film is trash. Well, because then it goes 10 years later mm -hmm. and there's a beautiful woman who seems to be the only woman in the entire thing. And she's, you know, like, what, 19? And mm -hmm. um, it's hard know. to tell. They all look, you know, they're perms, I think, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really age them in my eyes. Yeah. Um, but and then the mummy is just walking around yep. and dressed in regular clothes and people don't know that he's the mummy. Mm -hmm. They're just like, oh, thank you. This gentleman is showing us where to dig and he knows where everything is. Yeah. And he says a curse and she's like bewitched and she wanders to the hotel and basically um, it's not good. Yeah, there's um, a servant, which is a white man in blackface, and then the mummy yeah. comes to the place and does a little chant and then this person in blackface like gets down on his knees and mm -hmm. like kisses the mummy's hand and that's when we turned it off yeah i'm not not a fan no no and honestly yeah it's just that first scene is really good like yeah. I, I really like that first scene and the rest of the film just does not maintain that same standard which we probably could have whoa i saw an actual streak of lightning it was a big one 
detail it more for our listeners? <laughs> well, it's stretched from one side of the window to the other. And I only just now hear the thunder, so it's pretty far away. And it was just, it was very defined, a little ziggity zaggity horizontal with bits coming up and down. It was neat. You really painted a picture. Thank, Thank you. you. You're welcome. So, um, so we wouldn't recommend this movie to Graham. No. And with that said, it's the kind of movie that, you know, if you're a real big film buff, you should probably, like a, like a person who wants to be in film, yeah. you should probably see it because it, you know, it creates a lot of the tent. What am I? What's the word I'm going for here? It creates um, a lot of the tropes yeah. that are standard in the horror genre. But does it or its contemporary, like, I don't, does this particular movie special? I don't know that it is. Well, I picked it because I looked at uh, Rotten Tomatoes list of the best uh, Universal Monster films, oh, and it neat. was number three. Oh, that's pretty good. But the top two were both sequels, so oh my, didn't want to jump in with Return of the Invisible Man oh, or The Bride of Frankenstein oh, without having seen Frankenstein or The Invisible Man. Yeah, I think I've seen. I think I'm used to have The Invisible Man. Which one though? They've made that movie like I don't twelve know, it was times. The black and white one. Yeah, it could be. I mean, they've made it like twelve times. But um, I think too that we should have seen it coming for any movie. Yeah. Made Absolutely. really in any era of Hollywood set in Egypt. That oh, especially yeah. old movies mm -hmm. set in a place yeah. with black people in they them. They did not film this on location in Egypt, and they certainly didn't hire any minorities. They, they at probably all. drove ten miles out of Los Angeles, right? Found a hillside. Well, that's not my issue. My issue is yeah, I know, but I'm just, you yeah. know the historic racism yes. of Hollywood, sure. which is well documented. So yes. We don't need to go. But I was here. just saying they didn't cast Egyptians because they didn't go to Egypt. But uh, I'm sure that there were black people in Los Angeles at the time. Yes. But I mean, they didn't cast a ethnically accurate representation of people. I would have settled for no blackface. Yeah, that's fair. I'm not. Yeah. All mm -hmm. right. So here's what we really want to review for you, Graham. I forget what it's called. It's on Netflix. It's called Enola Holmes. It's a great movie. Oh, we watched it. It's not a Halloween movie. Two drinks in here. I'm the one who remembers the title of the film. Oh, I never remember the title of anything, nor do I ever remember anybody's name. Enola I Holmes. was calling her Alona earlier. You were calling her Alona. <laughs> Enola Holmes. Um, came out starring Millie Bobby Brown. Uh, she also produced it. Oh, yeah. She's rich. Gosh, how old is she? 16? I have a zero idea. Good for her. Yeah. So she is Sherlock Holmes' younger sister. Um, it's based on a series of books that came out in the 90s. Uh, this movie is currently, I think the 90s, this movie is currently the subject of a lawsuit. Oh, oh. Yes. Do you remember this? Because Sherlock I Holmes is too time. nice. So there is, uh, so Sherlock Holmes, Ar Sir Arthur Conan Doyle wrote many different Sherlock Holmes stories, um, but he took a break at one point when Sherlock died. He killed off the character because he didn't want to write the character anymore. And then he, like so many other people, realized I need to make money to eat. Yeah. And so he brought back the character. Uh, and when he brought back the character, he made him nicer. So because these stories where Sherlock is less nice uh, were written at a certain time, they are now in the public domain. <laughs> but these stories where Sherlock is, is nicer are not in the public domain. So if you want to 
do a characterization of Sherlock Holmes, you can make him mean and have that be in the public domain. <laughs> but if you make him too nice, you will be sued by the Sherlock Holmes estate. <laughs> and that hilarious. is what happened in this instance. Yeah, he's very likable in this one. And who plays him? The guy who plays Superman? No. Yes, yeah. it is. It is. It's uh, Henry Cavill plays yeah. him. Yeah. Henry Cavill, I haven't seen him in very much, but I've really liked him in everything I've seen him in except when he's Superman, which don't, I've only seen one Superman movie. Do not Wikipedia him. So oh. just don't do it. it it'll, you know, it, it's it's nothing illegal. Just it'll make you say, oh. Um, but anyway. Is it it's nothing illegal? Nope. Oh, are we gonna guess? Are we gonna slander Is Henry it sexual? Cavill? Yes. Is it such in in an exploitative way, a little bit. Okay, that's a damn shame. Mm -hmm. With children, um, legally, legally, people. no. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. That's too bad. Yep. Too bad. All right. Mm hmm. So anyway, not rape. No. Okay. No. Okay, legally, that we know of. legally, Henry Cavill has done nothing wrong, and we did not say that he has. I like to pass judgment on people, whether or not they've done things wrong. I didn't no, I say morally. <laughs> anyway. Um, All right. So let's talk about Enola Holmes. Yeah. So she is um, the youngest child in the Holmes family to Sherlock and Murloc. <laughs> What's his name? Mycroft. Mycroft. And <laughs> Sherlock and Murloc. I mean, and, it could have been Murloc. And her mother is Helena Bonham Carter. Yeah, who's a, just a treasure. Oh gosh, yes. And she's not even in the movie. She could probably she much. probably filmed all of her scenes in a day, day and, and a half. Every one of them is phenomenal. And she, Anola Holmes, is raised by her mother only. Yeah. And and one maid. Do they? Exp oh no, her dad does die. They say that early on. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. It's not I a spoiler. And um, in this big beautiful house, and um, very free spirited. And then on her 16th birthday, she wakes up to find her mother gone. Um, purposely. She's pretty sure. And yeah. um, Sherlock and Murloc come home. Well, she goes to pick them up. I'm gonna ignore it. Uh-huh. And she goes to pick them up from the train and she has biked there on her bicycle and she crashes all the time. And I just found that very endearing because I do crash all the time on a bicycle, which is why I don't bicycle. And um hijinks ensue. And yeah. then she's trying to find her mother. Yeah. And um Murloc Holmes is her legal guardian. This is driving me nuts. Um, and wants to put her in a finishing school and she doesn't want to go. Uh he Technically, she's his ward. Yes. Uh, much like Robin is to Batman. Bringing this full circle. <laughs> yeah, but Batman mostly seems to want the best for Robin and also endangers him. Can I just tell my quick uh, Batman TV show story? I don't know what it is. You do know what it is. I tell you this all the time. So Batman <laughs> in uh, the 60s TV show. I think this was the 60s TV show first yeah, uh, Batman and the 60s TV show. Uh, the network and certain groups were concerned that Bruce Wayne and uh, Dick Grayson living together uh, was gay. <laughs> <laughs> they were concerned that two men living together was gay. Isn't Robin a child? Robin is a child, yes. So oh they, my. they introduced... A character whose name I don't remember, but she's an aunt. I think she's Bruce Wayne's aunt. 
they just brought in because they had to have a woman. Uh huh. So they brought in Bruce Wayne's to make things on the up and up. Yep, to make it okay. They brought in Bruce Wayne's aunt for a little bit because Albert wasn't enough because he was another man. I'm gonna go with Alfred. Oh, <laughs> yes, correct. Oh, geez. But I think that is that's hilarious, so funny. but also like very concerning that they thought a single father yes would be a pedophile. Yeah, that's a bad thing. Yeah. Also, though, I'm it, it spawned a lot of excellent um offshoots in which Robin and Batman are gay. So two sure. thumbs up to that. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Get it, boys. That's what I say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so we would really recommend once, that movie. Once they're above the age of consent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Just There might be a little gray area if Batman's 19 and Robin's 17. Batman is never 19. <laughs> yeah, he's always an old fuddy daddy. When Batman's 19, he's traveling the world, learning martial arts, and becoming oh, the world's greatest detective. And then when he comes back, he punches people a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Good martial arts there, buddy. Punching yeah. people. Yeah. Use your feet more. He doesn't really what about the use wings? his feet. He's got the cape. He the, can. The cape is mostly for distraction and for gliding off buildings. That's cool. It is cool. Good Let's go be real. That's cool. Buildings. I just like to make it clear that I am not condoning underage <laughs> activities. I just want to be <laughs> any, very clear. Any underage? <laughs> no underage at all. Activities. Stay at home. <laughs> Yes, especially in these times. It's good to stay at home. So I would really, really recommend Enola Holmes. What's it called? It's called Enola Holmes. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're they're making a sequel. It's very lighthearted. Um, Millie Bobby Brown is tremendous. And lots of puzzles. Um, like she keeps going on about how much her mom, we don't really get to participate in nah. the puzzles. But like lots of beautiful, like, um, like pictures out of a, out of a um, bio book. Yeah. It's a lot of Millie Bobby Brown turning directly to camera and saying, so oh, here's the thing. I love that. Yeah. I it's love very it. It's very breaking the fourth wall. Um, you know, I don't want to say Deadpool-esque because obviously that was done before Deadpool, but mm -hmm. similar kind of vibe. I don't even really get that it's breaking the fourth wall. I almost get like the camera's her diary. Yeah, you know? it kind of is. Yeah. Okay, and she's always that. light, but like a lighthearted diary. She's never like, I'm so sad my mother has left me. She's like, here are the five things I know most about my mother. Number yeah. one, she loves ciphers, you know? Yeah. And her last name is, or no, no, no. Her name is Alone spelled backwards. Yes. And she goes on, and you'll, you can see this in the trailer, how about her mother has always, um, they always sort of prepared her for being by herself, yet they were always together. But she were all her, always tell her things like, you'll do very well on your own, Enola. And um, so yeah. she kind of knows that it was coming, I think. Yeah. It's great. I would really recommend that movie, Enola Holmes, on Netflix. Yeah, and we would not recommend 1932's The Mummy. No, or probably anything else from 1932 because um, they weren't making movies. I'm trying to think of any movies I'm that... aware of came out in 1932. You know, nothing comes to mind. When did segregation stop in Hollywood? <laughs> yeah, that's okay. a good joke. No, All right. what a good point. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so Sarah Jessica Parker, any last thoughts? Um, yes. Watch Enola Holmes and um, Blackface is bad. Yeah, it is bad. Mm hmm. What was it like singing uh, back up on that version of I Put a Spell on You that's in... Uh... Oh, they didn't use my voice. They didn't use your voice. All I had to do was dance around. They got real singers. I'm actually tone deaf. Hmm. What's it like being married to William H. Macy? That's a lot of money. I'm going to be honest with you. I have no idea if Sarah Jessica Parker's married to William H. Macy or if I just mixed Sarah Jessica Parker up with somebody else. I've never heard of William no! H. Macy. 
William H. Macy's married to one of the desperate housewives. Oh, man. Who somebody's... is William H. Macy? No Wh- looking it up. William H. Macy. God. Okay. No, wait. Matthew Broderick is who Sarah Jessica Parker is oh, married to. Oh, sad eyes. William, <laughs> William H. Macy, the only movie I can think of right now off my head that he is in is Boogie Nights, which is a movie you haven't seen, but is tremendous. Strong recommend for Boogie Nights. <laughs> it's great. Great. Um. Anyway, yeah, Matthew Broderick. Good actor. Hmm. Hey. Bye. I had a thought, but I wasn't going to say oh. it. Happy October. Are you going to say something about Matthew Broderick? Uh, As his wife, yes. Okay. Let's move on. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>